Was she alive? Last time I saw her. Did he take her? If you didn't find a body, then maybe. He always takes one. Tonight, we spoil more porn. And like always, it's Josh's favorite kind. It's torture. That can only mean one thing. We're doing the sequel to The Collector, The Collections. This is Spoilers. No! That's right. It's just not The Collections. They're not like a a debt reliever. It's like a strip mall. Yeah. But you, but you you see his collection in this movie. His collection of freaks. <laughs> the collection of what? Of of weird weird growls. Collection of tropes. Pranks. His friends. Yeah, I, this is such a strange, strange movie. Once again, we're doing <laughs> another strange ass horrible movie. We're doing the collection. I am your host, Stevie. Uh, tonight we are gonna go. What do you guys want to do? East to east. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mikey's. Where is Mikey at right now? He's in the International Space Station, but like, yeah, where? Mikey, your audio sounds. Um, it, it sounds different. I'm sure it sounds great, like recording. What um, orbit is he in right now? But when you're coming through, where are you recording from? I don't know. This, you guys apparently hear something different than I do uh, in the audio, and it's <laughs> and like the, the audience only, doesn't and, hear it either. So. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really care. Can we just talk about the movie? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, well, let's go from east to east. And tonight's question for this horrible, horrible movie it is: What is the most scared you've been outside of your home? Oh shit! All right, well, I don't want to get into I, like the scaredest. I don't know a couple of the scaredest ones. I can't really tell these stories on the radio. Yeah, I had the same thought. Like that's a loaded question. Like maybe you should have said like but keep it light sorry but, Brent, go okay ahead. but keep it light i don't mean to ruffle any feathers or bring bring back trauma dark stories i have a perfect story to tell it's the most ridiculous thing when you actually think about it and i will i'm unveiling this story to the world tonight i think you guys are going to kick out of it plus it relates to the movie okay so uh-oh so just remember audience i'm a, I'm a pretty big guy six three whatever uh, walk around with a gun, you know, the usual. <laughs> I went, I got home from work. Um, I went out to get the mail. I got my, my gun in my pocket. I got the mail and I get about 10 feet from the garage. This is probably two, three weeks ago. And I see a massive spider in Did the middle of the it? garage. In the middle of the garage. I freaked out. <laughs> Did it have a gun? No. <laughs> Did it have a gun? It might as, it might as well had a gun. And I stood out in my driveway for five minutes trying to figure out what I was going to do. I just kept waiting for it to get out of my vision, but it just kept going around in circles. And this thing was huge. Whoa. And it was stalking I, you. I, I'm so arachnophobic. I was so scared. I tried to go in the front door, but I have the, we have like, like the hotel locks, you know, like the ones that latch over. So I just didn't know what to do. And I was going to, finally, it got out of the way and I just Sprinted in there. I jumped like four <laughs> feet in the air, like that, wow. and I, I just jumped, and I got through the door, and I was just. Uh, it was it was very very traumatic. Is the spider um, still alive? Uh, I'm sure it is. I didn't kill it. I love I can the use visual to kill spiders, of- but yeah, it's it's that's what's funny, Josh. The visual. I'm out there with the freaking gun that 
blows holes through whatever, but I'm scared of this little... Oh, it wasn't little, but... I just picture you clamping your eyes shut, and so you're, like, fumbling blindly around the house <laughs> looking for an entrance, <laughs> and everything's, like, all locked and shit. I mean, I, I, could, I could get through, but... I couldn't. But then, like, I but then you get arrested for breaking into your own house because someone calls the cops. <laughs> I just was wondering what like a neighbor would have thought if they would have looked out and saw me. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do. Did you consider shooting it at all? Did that no, thought cross your no, mind? No, 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 no. I, that's no. That's you mess good. up the that concrete. That makes me feel better because I, I <laughs> was certain you were going to say yes, Brett. <laughs> no, 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 no. So does the memory of this spider like does it come across you from time to time? Like it's still out there, or is it just gone in your mind? Do you really need to ask me that question? All right, he's still out there. Okay, <laughs> every time it's he the goes former in. for sure. Brett, Brett, yes, it's on your back. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, no. but how good of a friend am I, Brett, for the audience at home? You are. And, and can I ask a favor to everyone, please? To me? Can you please not say the T word tonight? Yeah, you got it. If no you don't, titties please, tonight, boys. No, <laughs> no, you can say that. I got a joke about that, but all right, thank you. Uh, yes, Pappy and Corey are both very good friends. They both gave me warnings about the spiders in this movie, and thank God because Brittany was like, "Oh, you're not watching, are you?" I was like, "Nope." I mean, it's the collector. You got to expect some some spiders. <laughs> Spider yeah. pranks are yeah. part of the <laughs> for genre. sure. Uh, yeah, pranks. I was ready for it. I'm, I mean, I would have. I'm just glad I got to know, but. Is this our first intro question? Where are we right now? Sorry. I'm in the world. No, it's not your fault. We're just vibing, bro. It's just vibes, Josh. This is a collector episode. This is what this is. <laughs> Things are going to get weird. To the audience listening, Josh wasn't on the collector. He doesn't understand how that podcast was barely about that movie. So I do. I just listened to that podcast. I'm filling in for Brother Jordan, I guess you could say, for yeah. the sequel. All right. Who's next? I think I'm technically most Eastus, but I can go next. Okay, Pat. Uh, this is this is Pappy from Primus, Michigan. Yeah. Um, so one time, um, Stevie, were you there when we TP'd Kyle Konarski's house with Jordan Hirschberger? Bro, horrifying night. Yes. So we TP'd our friend Kyle's house, and one of his neighbors came out in his pickup truck and was like out for blood. He was so mad at us, like I. Do you remember like what he was saying or whatever to us? So there's it's a little more loaded than that. Which looking back on it, we probably should have gotten tire ironed. So, <laughs> oh god, I, yeah. So what really happened was I forget what we needed, but we needed something because we were throwing some toilet paper over some big pines, some big pine trees. Yeah, and I remember that was wildwood, right? Yep, wildwood neighborhood. Wow. Wow. Yep big pines there and so i remember we needed something and i forget if it was pap or jordan that ran out in the middle of the road to stop a car and it wasn't <gasps> it wasn't oh yeah just anyone's car it was jordan for sure it was like this 16 or 17 year old girl she was really young and she happened to drive into the driveway of where we were teeping ran inside told her dad this dude comes out with a tire iron threatening to yeah. kill us and I was like, "Oh my God, sir, sir, sir! No, 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 no! We're just, we're just, dude, it's just a prank! It's just a prank, like the collector type thing." I was like freaking out. And all I remember though is like when the guy left, Jordan Hirschberger bent down and like sniffed my, like 
my pants to imply that I had shit my pants. (laughs) 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 So I was, I almost did literally shit my pants. I thought we were going to literally die because this guy had like defend his daughter's honor or whatever. It was scary. I can't imagine what she, what she said to her dad, but in the context of things, it probably didn't sound great. And he wasn't a small dude. Like, no, he and I'm was, sure he had a been gun. a justifiable homicide. I'm sure he had a gun too. Like this is the he was very staunch and scary, very and, staunch, very scary. And I remember him just shouting at two in the morning. And so, did you guys run or like? No, Pat, I, I like, stood there and pooped my pants. I Mike, was, like, a situation you like ended that. up talking to him or what? Well, we're trying to scream at him to like, hey, dude, hey, dude, no, 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 and. You're just par- Put the gun down. We're just paralyzed with fear at that point. Besides, probably Jordan, who was probably smiling the entire time. Well, yeah, he's not helping anything <laughs> by his presence in this situation. I'm trying to be like remorseful and respectful, and then, yeah, apparently I was acting very cowardly in that moment. <laughs> Josh, are they related to the Kadarskis we know, or we yeah, might have to is. bleep out this last okay. name? Yeah, 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 we will. Nah, nah. <laughs> That's my story, though. That's a great story. A I totally forgot about that, Pap. That's a fantastic story. Um, let's go to Mikey. Uh, mine is kind of similar to Brett's. Have you guys ever been chased by a dog? <laughs> That's pretty fucking scary. Oh, That's my scary. gosh. My, I mean, real fear, at least. When I was a kid, all the time, man. It, yeah, I think we were doing like the same thing as Stevie one night with a different group of friends, like ding-dong ditching. Stevie wasn't there. I, I was with a different group of friends, but uh, ding-dong ditching houses or something, and there's just like a stray dog out in the middle of the street, and it's very scary getting chased by a stray dog you can't see in the dark. It's terrifying, so we luckily got away. I think it just kind of like wanted to scare us off, but it was very scary. Yeah, it would be freaking terrifying. When you're being chased by a dog, you can move faster than you ever thought possible, and you can oh, like, yeah. scale walls. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> This is Josh from Goshen. Um, you know, I, I'm just going to kind of break your rules for the question here, Stevie. You, got, you have two questions, Josh. Well, mine took place inside the house and outside of the house, unlike what Jordan said on the Collector episode. I heard, oh. I heard you said yeah, the family out for, for disaster, bro. That's all I heard. Collect the record. Correct the record. So I got to say, I was, I believe, 22 at this time. And I was either just back from college or like home on a break or something. And our garage was like all messed up. And every once in a while, when you would press it to go down, it would go all the way to the bottom and then just come back up for no reason. Oh, yeah. Right. So you're talking about me going to bed late on like a Thursday after hanging out with some buddies. Like I tried to press the garage door down. My dad's my, my dad is sleeping in the living room. I mean, like this isn't like I don't know. It says something about the state of our family that the whole point of it is like Josh left up. Like if one of my girls left up the garage door because it went all the way down, then bounced back up. I think as a parent, I'd have to take responsibility for that one. But anyway, (laughs) your girls are little though. You're 22, grown man. After a night with some buddies, (laughs) we got to get Jeff on the collected to really tell the true story (laughs) for this. (laughs) The collected is dead. I thought, but some investigative journalism. Anyway, I was. I'm always a hard person to wake up, but I did wake up. 
I went out there as a 22-year-old. Jordan was like a 16-year-old. Kept in the house. But I was one of the three guys keeping this hoodlum that my dad corralled after chasing him. out. Like, what Ooh. my brother got correct was that three guys walking down the street. He didn't mention that they were tripping on Robitussin at the time, which I think that's a really hilarious How do you know that? detail. Because it came out in the court case. This stuff went all the way down, oh, man. Wow. Oh, the Supreme court. court. All the way to the top. <laughs> I didn't say Supreme Court, you idiot. <laughs> I heard Joe Biden passed the law because of this. Yeah. That's incredible. The anti-dirt bike stealing. Even if he didn't, he would have said he did, so. So three dudes somewhere around this community drank Robitessin at night. We're all drunk off of it or whatever, however you get. And they saw our garage door open. And my dad, who was like probably up in his tidy whities just looking through the blinds for no reason, literally saw them walk down the street. And he's like, these guys look weird. Kept watching them. Why are they coming towards our house? Watch them go right up the driveway. And then he sees them disappear because he doesn't know the garage door's open. So they're like, he's like, yeah, they're fucking in here. <laughs> so he then kind of like freaks out. And then he sees that they're stealing my littlest brother's like little dirt bike. So like a little 50cc? Like, yeah, and he is pissed. So he pops out of there. This is the part that's pretty shameful. He fires the gun once in the air to scare them or something. To show them he means business, no one will ever know for sure. But the cops didn't seem to care about that detail. He told them about it later. They didn't care. Whatever. <laughs> so anyway, uh, wakes up a neighbor guy. Him and a neighbor guy end up like catching one of the kids who's hiding under a pine tree. <laughs> Lots of pine trees in these stories tonight. <laughs> the cops come, and they use dogs and find another one of them. And then those two guys ratted out the third. So nice. they got all three of them. They got the dirt bike back. I was outside. This kid had, like, brass knuckles in his pocket. But so we were still out there trying to body him up so he couldn't run away before the cops got out there. And you where's tackled Jordan? him? You are on top of him? No, we him? were just, like, in a circle, like, not letting him move. And every once in a while, he'd kind of start, like trying to kind of sneak and they're like dude stop like that sort sure, of situation did you know these uh definitely not you didn't know these people okay no was the gun no, no. still present while you were circling him up like did your dad have the gun in his hand or was it concealed at that point see these are the right questions to ask that i don't believe the cops ever cared to <laughs> was it i didn't hear what you said was it uh, uh, a shotgun <laughs> <laughs> It was a handgun. It does not angle. Um, when the cops got there, they just made him hand over the gun right away. And they like took him into custody and started searching with the dogs and we were like able to just go in and try to like actually sleep. But like I guess you know, he told them what had happened because he's like anyone could just report that that happened and then I would be like lying. So he didn't want to lie. And they just said basically it's okay. We understand. If your son had only left a note. <laughs> I feel so bad about my dad, like, really calling him out right now. But listen, he, like, expressed that that was the wrong call to make, like, later. He did not like how that went down. So yeah, I wouldn't, have, call, I wouldn't have called the police either. Um, <gasps> Whoa. What? What? Josh, for all the people that listen to The Collector. This is the opportunity I've been waiting for. No, just kidding. For all the people that listen to The Collector, I think they'd want to know, was your dad watching Return to Paradise that night? 
Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke, three in the morning, easy. Gunsmoke every night. Watched a lot of IFC back in the day. I got in a lot of indie movies at a young age that I probably shouldn't have watched. So Reservoir Dogs was on. So Josh, did you feel like a ton, like super guilty for leaving the garage door open? It was a crime of opportunities. Poor guys thought they had a free dirt bike. You know, I think if my parents and Jordan would have left that for me to just ponder, I would have felt bad. But the fact everyone was always trying to like point the finger at me about that, I was like, this is just stupid. Why is that how we're living life? I don't understand. This is their fault for trying to steal our property. Like, back off. They deserve to get shot. (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. Okay, I'm next. This is Corey. Kylo Ren memes recording out of Simi Valley, California. Uh, Stevie, this question is weird to me because, like, the only answers I can think of are dark and not fun and things I don't want to talk about. Try to keep ones that chippy. Usually involve violence. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It must be pretty bad because you've talked about, like, bum fights like it ain't no thing (laughs) on the spot. (laughs) I I never talked about bum fights, okay? (laughs) Didn't you chase a kid home to to beat the kid up? Yeah, he was now, terrified that time. Most violent on the pod. <laughs> Not a bum fight. Uh, so I'm just going to just fanboy a little bit. I, I'm a big theme park guy. I like going to theme parks. One of the ones I really like is this time of year in October, Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, they have a really fun, but also very scary setup for like their horror attractions. And uh, the one I went to pre-COVID in 2019 was... Very fun, but very scary. There was a lot of cool shit there. They had, like, a Stranger Things maze erected. And, like, uh, you guys remember Us, that, like, carnival ride? That, like, maze you go in? And uh, that's where the person sees the double of themselves. They had something like that. The Hall of Mirrors? Hall of Mirrors? Yeah. Yeah, that was part of it. Uh, Anyway, just theme parks in October are a lot of fun. Also very scary. I'm going to keep it light and say that. Good answer. Very yeah. good answer. Good answer. Good answer. All right. Now, what are your guys' deepest fears? <laughs> <laughs> Spiders, <laughs> ghosts, Mariana, the bottom of the ocean, and heights. How do you really feel about where you're at currently, where you thought you'd be? What are your deepest, darkest fears about where you won't be in 10 years? Brett, you start. Uh, I'm afraid I won't be on Earth still. <laughs> or I won't be on top of it. Oh, wow. It's just Dang, real. Uh, I'm okay. kind of bummed that I'll never be able to buy a house. What's your status you've ever been outside of the house? We used to <laughs> oh, my gosh. Outside of the house. Outside not inside. That's a weird qualifier. What, what does that mean? <laughs> well, if it's, it, Someone has to see me out in public? Well, no. If it's inside the house, it's definitely the first time you watch Simon Birch. That's the saddest anybody's ever been. That's a really sad movie. I've been thinking about that movie the last couple weeks. I've thought reason. about picking it for some odd reason, too. Anyway. I'm really sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Cracks me up every time. Fuck that kid. I'm glad he's dead. He died? Kids who are that small don't usually live very long. <sighs> I meant the characters, but oh, the actors. <laughs> Is the actors still kicking? Wow, guys, if you if you tuned in to listen to us talk about the collection, we're really sorry. If this is your first episode of Spoilers, welcome. It's never like this except for twice ever. We have. It's only gonna get weirder. <laughs> twice. Does happen to be this franchise okay (laughs) pappy let's start this 2012 abomination that is the collection sure um (laughs) you know we start one of the cheesiest ways possible which is shooter mcgavin talking about how much he loves his daughter (laughs) uh which is all fine and dandy but um (laughs) 
Let's get into the meat and bones of this movie. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think of the pranks of this movie, as we call them? <laughs> so this movie, you could say it's the aliens to the collector mm. is alien. Mm. It's totally tonally different. Like the the collector, I think, took itself very seriously and wanted to present itself as a horror, gross out, torture porn movie. This feels like more of a thriller action this is an action movie dude to the point where we have like our set of quote-unquote you know marines or whatever going into the house um all of these pranks i mean so the majority of the pranks are like like, pranks set up in his home (laughs) but the pranks in the the pranks in the club he's gone from being like a a serial killer like a one-on-one type person to a straight up mass murderer like the first the first prank is maybe the best prank in the whole series when he's just mowing down people with that fence evil genius type prank my favorite death scene of all time is when the dj gets hit (laughs) by the yes rolling explodes comb so the dj gets killed and the music stops not when the equipment goes down (laughs) but when the dj is dead the music stops that's the law okay yeah but you guys gotta like appreciate how much she was vibing and the music that she didn't even notice the entire audience yeah. was obliterated. Yeah, the cinematographer the was vibing. He's like, closer, <laughs> closer. <laughs> yeah. And I hated it. Josh, how can you hate that? <laughs> it's awesome. It was gross, and it reminded me of the Orlando nightclub shooting. Oh, dear. Oh. It's literally nothing like, it's literally oh, nothing like that at all. <sighs> and it was obviously the most expensive scene in the movie. They went all out in the first 15 minutes. There wasn't one ugly person in that club. You know those extras got paid to be there. No, I disagree. Disagree? Missy, the best friend with the stupid fucking fingerless gloves, is making out with a dude. And when you see that dude, he is not an attractive man. And I was like, is this the director? So like, I was like, that has to be the director. That guy is oh, not no. good looking. I looked him up and it wasn't. So I'm like, why then? Why was he? Why him and her? He's the only bad looking person in the scene. Why is he allowed in the club? He must have slipped a 20 to the goth guy at the front. A fantastic staple of this franchise, too, is the more you think about it, the less it makes any fucking sense at all. Like, why is this prank triggered by Arkin's box opening? Did the collector know that the box would open and that's what? Like why? The same logic as the golf club prank. Was he, in was the he first just going to vibe the entire night if it didn't go off? <laughs> and again, just picture him somehow sneaking in this club and rigging this wire thing up through the air ducts or whatever. Like days <laughs> he just in loves advance. house music. He, he, he was there to listen to the music. The all the murder was just a bonus. Oh, he's just up there dancing like Lars and heavyweights. <laughs> Dude, he's Spider-Man yeah. in that reveal. I love that how he's perched up there on the skylights. Can you imagine if he had a, a had a cape and like a wind machine was in front of him? Like the, this movie is so the outlandish mask. at this point. You might as well give him a goddamn cape. <laughs> yeah, the mask is ridiculous. I'm really mad that it's a different actor. I shouldn't be, but wait, it is a different actor. Yeah, different guy. You can hear it in the screams and the grunts that the collector made. Oh, the little well, growls, growls, you can hear it? And the growl, yeah, and growls They needed now. a combat-trained army vet, apparently, for yeah. this, this go-around. The first guy didn't know how to use an AR-15 or uh, a knife, so they had to bring this guy in. This guy's like a stunt actor. Yeah. He's been in a lot of big-name shit. <sighs> yeah, the, when you first watch this movie, you think, wow, this costs money. And you realize they spent the entire money at the club 
But Brett, how pumped were you to see our boy Arkin back in this fucking franchise? No, I was happy. He was like the only, besides the ridiculousness of the first movie, he's like probably the only thing that I liked uh, in the first one. And yeah, I mean, without him, I think this movie would have been even less enjoyable. So I liked it. I liked that he popped out of the box. But he immediately knew to duck somehow. Um, He's pretty well trained in this movie all of a sudden. So what's, Stevie, what's the timeline of... Arkin like being captured because he has this whole fucking ridiculous like arm cuts that signify like the distance between when he was captured breaking into that house which it's none like of special forces crap man yeah, like, that's real like marine shit which we should say too if you do you remember like the whole like pretense of the first movie it was that Arkin like was isn't he a, being, a thief he was a handyman who was also a thief but he's being shut down by like the mob or the mafia, which is just like totally gone in this movie. If you remember that, like his wife is in danger, his kids are in danger. That's not relevant at all anymore. Did you guys say that the mom got whacked in the first well, one? Well, we thought we thought that we she thought. was gonna, like it implied that if he didn't get this thing by midnight, they were both dead. Like we made jokes about it, but we like I'd say we were pretty serious that they were gonna die. It's almost like implied. So, but uh, obviously not. So the collector kidnapped Arkin. Took him back to his house and brought him to this nightclub for this prank. Well, how long does this prank take to set up? Three weeks? Well, it says a few, Wikipedia does say a few weeks, so take that or leave it. Well, we get a little news montage in the beginning that he's gone on a spree. Like it's 50 gonna be people. a montage. Men, women, and children. He's a sick, sick man. I'm sure Stevie was happy to receive that information over a newsreel. Oh, right, Stevie? loved it. Could not be happier. <laughs> not just the men. But the women and the children <laughs> could not be happier that in the you know in the first movie we talked about how there was no consistency with this character whatsoever, and in the second movie they lean into it even more and they're pretty much saying he's killing fucking everything and we don't care. It it makes absolutely zero sense. And what makes even less sense, Mikey, is why does I mean I, okay he sees a girl that survives, fantastic. Why does he agree to go back to where he was just captive from? Um, I, I mean, he's booby trapped in this nightclub slash house. I don't know. These you can't exactly get out, and there's like blood and guts all over the place. I think like he falls into a pit of zombies or something. Or no, is that later? I don't know. No, no, no. Dead bodies or something. Shooter McGavin's folks strong arm him into going back, don't they, Stevie? Why? Oh, right, 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 right. But why? I like how the cop guarding him just like sees another person in a, a cheap knockoff police uniform. He's like, "Okay, my shift is over now. Feel free to." I forgot. I forgot about Lucello. Lucello, <laughs> Lucello. and his death squad. This seems like a lot of security for a low-level cat burglar like Arkin, right? A 24-hour guard with him. The FBI comes in and handcuffs him. I hadn't seen Collector, so I was assuming that he was probably a suspect? No. For being the mass murderer? No, he's got info. He's got info, but they also want to charge him with being at the house of where the first one took place, I imagine? Yeah. I don't know, but I ran some numbers and they said 51 people have gone missing. And if there is an average of like 12 people per like slang that he did, 
that's which the nightclub scene is well past that brings that average way up but that's like over 600 people that's a strong percentage of like a population of town (laughs) well and how long are these pranks taking to set up for each missing person (laughs) like this is this is years this is years years in in the the making making of golf club pranks do you think the doorman was in on it he's gotta be did you see that freak yeah he's definitely evil (laughs) he wasn't good looking he wasn't even allowed in the club probably never more (laughs) that man was clearly a demon bold move too in a movie that limps to get to 80 minutes to just kill off all the characters in the first act. Don't you agree? Like I, You thought like at least like, yeah. one of them would come back, but no, it's just the girl. Yeah, and I was actually thinking, I was like, oh, well, um, which this girl, her friend's definitely going to die, you know, when they get to the house or wherever they're going, and this nerd's definitely going to die, and like, oh, no, they're all dead. I mean, I was right, but they were just way, dead way earlier than I thought they were going to be. Like, not even five minutes, really. Yeah. Like, very oh, I'm bizarre. so glad we didn't have to deal with these fucking her friends like in the nightclub. I thought this was going to be all taking place in the nightclub. I thought I was going to have to deal with these assholes the whole movie. No, <laughs> fucking kill them and change locations. I was like, very it is all in the that. nightclub. This is a giant murder complex for the collector. <laughs> it's his home slash nightclub slash small business. So, does he own the nightclub? Dude, he's taking tips at the door. He's making a cash profit and then murdering people. Why would you murder your He's got a sick gig here. Pretty sure that club's going to be shut down? It's going to be set on fire never to be returned to again. Yeah. A lot of Swiffer wet jet pads. I have to clean that place up. (laughs) Have you guys seen the movie Soylent Green? No, it's it's on my list of movies I want to see. There's a scene where, like, bulldozers come out and just, like, shovel up (laughs) folks. It's kind of like that, but way more brutal. Soylent Green is people. Hey, now, spoilers. Corey, kind of take us through our scream queen in this movie. Elena? Well, let's see. Elena is related to Shooter McGavin. That's her father. Shooter's tour. Yeah. He hurt his knee. Uh, Mr. Lars beat oh, him yeah, so badly. Yeah, yeah, Like when, like the mom dies, and then like say Elena would die, and I'd be like, "That's two thus far, shooter." <laughs> would pop up and say that. <laughs> okay, I really had to shooter. stretch to make that work. <laughs> um, Elena is kidnapped by the collector. She's the person that uh, Arkin and the uh, team of mercenaries are out to. Uh, rescue yeah th- that's the whole reason they go to the collector's hideout is to bring her back she's the one because arkin asylum saw her <laughs> what's the point of making her hearing impaired like it, it pays off in like one scene maybe two and that was that scene was ridiculous does it because i missed it like how does it pay off yeah what's yeah. the payoff she trips on a rock and her hearing aid falls on a bear trap perfectly. Yeah. Mikey, mm-hmm. that's how that's how bear traps work, right? Why not just kick it, it and yeah, just kick the bear trap and you knock your hearing aid off or whatever. Don't put your hand on there. And listen, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but she only wears a hearing aid in one ear. Does she have a good ear? Does she need to I risk think her life? Probably from the side of where the car accident was on. So she has a good ear. Why does she need to risk her life for this hearing aid? Because the collector is so light-footed. She needs to be able to hear these things. And also, the pranks in this movie are very silent, Pap. 
And then the second scene where it pays off is with that blonde collector slave chick. Oh, she's like, her. you can't win because you have a hearing aid. You have a disadvantage. Win no, what? The, win those win. aren't payoffs. Not those are plants. Those are planting seeds. That those no, aren't payoffs. Never reaped. Those seeds are never <laughs> sown. <laughs> uh, okay, Stevie. so I didn't miss oh, sorry, it. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you saw it. Stevie, I have a and question for, our, for you. Yep. What's for that? our viewers that oh Josh, go ahead. Mine's I just want to say for our viewers that may have haven't seen this because I think this is a good movie to not watch and just listen hey to. Hey, the main character just like whenever I will think back about this movie, I will just picture Natalie Portman from V for Vendetta. It, she just kind of has that look. Okay, I think we're about to get to this, so I'll set. I'll ask you this question to set it up. What is a worse team, the 0-16 Lions or Lucello special team? <laughs> Dude, Lucello special team definitely has... Awful. They have full-time jobs. Uh. These are like... like <laughs> They're not mercenaries. No. They're not trained. These are like like you know, like those southern militias that like get together at like trailer parks and shoot a bunch of stuff. And they're like... All, <laughs> oh my God. all of them are like... They're very out of shape and they're not great yeah. shots, but they run around doing like special forces stuff for their training. This yeah. is like Lucello's team. That's a third of our Patreon. What? Whoa. What Southern militias are? <laughs> yeah. Man. They, they listen to this podcast while they train. I, I'm telling you right now, I, I, I know I'm like the gun guy, but special people don't go into situations like that with a, with a freaking revolver. That's... That's yeah, so also, stupid. like, what about a double barrel shotgun, though, Brett? That's got to be practical. Sawed off, like gear style. I guess if you got the bullets. But, like, also, this movie's incredibly lazy because, I mean, it's a trope, but it's a trope you have to hit if you're going for this type of movie. If you're going to be going into a building where you're, it has to be like, we want to rescue this person, there's going to be X amount of assailants. You know, there's imagine there's shit rigged. At least give us a layout of where we're going, this abandoned hotel or whatever. You know, at least give us like a 3D model of our map or show us blueprints. You know, say, Johnson, you're going to go here. And, you know, what's special about these air ducts is they do this and make it come back into the movie. We don't get any of that. We just get. You don't like the feeling of running, of taking left turns every scene and ending up in a different room, <laughs> slightly decorated with razor blades and a different fashion. <laughs> Why is every building in the M- in the Collector Universe designed by MC Escher? None of it makes any sense. <laughs> How can they keep in going emo left? MC Escher? Can I say, Stevie? I would say when I listened to you guys do the Collector Pod, that was probably my favorite. Like you had no idea where you were levied. That's my favorite critique That's you guys so levied against the movie, and it like really made me feel like I had watched it. So I was looking for that. And sure enough, and the payoff for this is like when they do that speaker trick again in this movie, they just like go downstairs and meet up with everybody. And you're like, wait, I thought they were like 50 buildings away. You get that very same feeling from this movie. Yeah. This is an abandoned hotel. And I imagine the greater part of Terre Haute, Indiana. And um, (laughs) yeah, Terre Haute, you know what you are. But... Mm. um, yeah, this you, going through this place, you can definitely tell it's not an abandoned hotel because you could do so many cool things with it if it were an abandoned hotel. Right. It doesn't feel like a hotel at all, does it? No, you don't get any of it. I mean, just to have a semblance of some hotel in there to be a. No, it had a lobby or no hallways. No. no. Rooms? Um, Maybe. Kinda. 
I mean, everything looks burnt, so it's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> everything looks pre-burnt before the fire that happens at the end of the movie. <laughs> How wealthy is the collector? That he can just like remodel this hotel and he lives in a mansion and he can afford all these pranks. Like, is he does he have a YouTube channel where he's posting these pranks? Trust fund baby, bro. Trust fund baby. Dude, the nightclub has been so profitable and it's just straight cash, homie. <laughs> There's no oh taxes God. on that. You guys are so mean to that bouncer. He's fine, dude. It's the hottest club in the city. Do you, they live obviously in Terre Haute, Indiana, like Stevie said. There's nothing going on. So this nightclub is bumping every night and he's getting cash at the door. To fund his sick projects. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, at least this movie could have, could have shown the collector killing the uh, the bouncer. That would have been great. And it would have been a nice little touch, kind of like a little dark night in there of just, you know, maybe get rid of this loose end. Be like, oh, the collector actually is kind of smart, but we don't get any of that. Um. Josh, I know you're not a great fan of torture porn, which I don't think this movie really is. What? But um, what do you think of the uh, the violence in this movie? What I think of the violence in was this, this movie? Was this movie too violent for you? Let's put it that way. Yes. Really? Yes, it was. I it was kind of tame. I mean, we just talked about a scene where literally like 75 people get lawnmowered <laughs> yes, to death. Stevie, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, <laughs> one scene. The collector, though, the collector was trying to be Saw, and it was literally a Saw sequel. This feels like something different. different. This feels this feels like almost like a B movie level of schlock at times with the violence. Since you tossed this question my way, I will just tell you the scene that bothered me the most and made me know I was gonna be a no for this movie. It's when she's like. Uh, Natalie Portman's in the box and she's like kind of poked a hole in it and so she's like peeking out of it and that guy is getting like tortured and I believe his like tongue ripped out in front of her. Um, Is that what it was? Is that what it was? It was a tongue sort of organ. I thought it was his dick. Some sort of organ is taken off this man. I think it was his tongue. I think he yanked his tongue out. He's screaming a lot afterwards. Mm -hmm. I would say he's not a fan of what went down overall to your point, Brett, but... (laughs) Like a big I, piece of meat came off of him, and he threw it in the jar. I hate that shit. I think it's just like a really basic thing to think about torture and like taking body parts off. I don't find it interesting. It's gross. It's honestly a little scary to me. I'm, maybe oh, yeah. I'm a little more sensitive to that stuff, but it's not fun to see. Stevie. You didn't like someone getting fish hooked out of nowhere, like through the <laughs> like through the neck. You didn't like that, Dude. Josh. I That's love kind of fun. I love though when the collector like flies up on his sandbag mm-hmm. that he cuts like he's playing mm-hmm. this room out to have a yeah, game that, was <laughs> that was real Okay. That was real uh Bruce Wayne of him. Yeah, he, that whole scene, he's Batman. That could have been a scene out of a Batman movie, seriously. Yeah, cuz then he he drops down and then he does like kung fu or whatever with a knife and fights <laughs> Lucello. He like he clips the woman Pez or whatever. And like yes. quickly hangs her Flips upside her. down and just like slides her out of the room. He dispenses her really quick. <laughs> I think her name is Paz, and he he like snaps a carabiner onto her waist and sends her yeah. just like going down this huge clothesline. That's a great shot, actually, Corey. If we're gonna say positive things about the movie, it's funny, like how how like quickly brutal he is, and then he does that, which like <laughs> her screaming upside down and just like 
sliding out of the room like that roadkill guy in Beetlejuice, like, is fucking funny, man. Like, the, the movie does stuff that's, like, so... It abruptly changes quality so quickly sometimes. <laughs> is the Christ-like character the girl who is crucified in that one room? Okay. Clearly? That's got to be the Christ. The woman that's nailed right, to the wall. Who else would it be? Do you be? like to see that, Stevie? Like, how many throats have you seen slit in movies? Not enough. Stevie? Is that, f- is have that you seen really? Game of Thrones? There's so many. Gosh, this is a comfort movie for Stevie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, you leave my wolves in the snow out of this, all right? Where are you going ask Josh? I just think seeing a slit throat is gross. It makes you think of your own throat being slit. In a movie like this? Seen, no. And you've seen it. You've seen it so many times. But in a movie... Like, see, the reason I enjoy this movie isn't because of the violence. It's because it's so violent, and yet the movie is so awful. Like, if it was really good and violent, you're like, oh, it's you know kind of a crazy movie. It's really cool that they pulled this off. This movie just makes no sense, and they do things. Arkin shoots a homeless man yeah, to save the day. That was hilarious. <laughs> he shoots a homeless guy. And his his reasoning was uh, to get some attention, so he kill shots a homeless man <laughs> from like fifty yards away. He's still alive. You got the whole thing of two minutes of you got to trust me. Give me the gun. How about hey, dude? Can you point this gun out there and shoot at this homeless yeah, just guy? Shoot in the the guy's coming in. No, seriously, he totally holdos that situation and does not explain his plan like the Last Jedi. Lucello was like, "Well played." Well played. Did you just shoot somebody? Shots fired attracts attention. Sorry, dude. Man down attracts cops. Well played. <laughs> I like that scene. I don't know. I, th- yeah. <laughs> it, I, I think that it's good that he didn't say what was going on. Like he was taking responsibility, doing something extreme to get him out of this. I didn't expect him to do that. He didn't kill the man. And uh, I don't know. I think it was kind of just like a. For, Do you like Holdo? Hold, I mean, she's got great hair. Good point. No. Do you like how she withholds her plan for so long? Who's Holdo? Laura Dern from The Last oh. Jedi. Yeah. Star Wars. Not particularly, Josh, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it is. It's the same. No, I mean, he doesn't want them to stop him, I think, in that moment. And he's willing to okay. take the step that he doesn't feel someone else should have to take for him. He's like, okay, I'm going to do something that's kind of extreme, but we're in kind of an extreme situation. I need to think on my feet. I'm going to try not to kill this person. He's successful. And I don't know. I like that moment. <laughs> do you guys think this movie took itself seriously? Cause I, I really, like the vibe is so different. Like the first one, remember how like a ripoff of seven it was. I think we said that on the podcast, right? That it was yeah, like at one point. Yeah. It felt so derivative of seven and like felt like a late nineties, like trying to take it so seriously. I thought like all of the violence was so over the top. I was laughing at most of it. I thought it was like ridiculous. I think this movie silly. knew what it was. I do too. Ridiculous and silly. I kind of wish we got more zombies. We didn't explore the zombies further. Why, Mikey, why are there zombies in this movie? Well, it's implied that the collector is uh, the people that he keeps because he takes one every time. He always takes one. Yeah, he always takes one whenever he goes on a spree. Uh, And he brings them back and then he keeps them in the box and then he like experiments on them. And he's got a big freak show. Uh, display throughout the entire uh, collector house. 
of freaks and uh and then i guess he like i don't know messes with their brain or something and then they turn kind of crazy and zombie like he's got a good taste in art though he's got a good eye for a painting i'll give him that (laughs) (laughs) yeah the addition of zombies in this movie was um something to say the least just josh did you like the zombies i hear you laughing yeah, and I don't want to fall into the same trap you guys fell in in The Collector. Like, you go into this movie knowing it's shit. We go into this conversation knowing it's shit. And then somehow we get all hyped up and razzed up about the shit. So, like, I feel that kind of coming on with myself right now, and I'm trying to tamper. <laughs> you still it, all but... gave it nose, though. <laughs> <laughs> hard, hard nose. He's, like, creating tongueless drugged out psycho people i guess they're the 51 people that he's like been experimenting on i I don't really know stevie is this it's kind of like what steve what pappy said with the collector is that he's like on one hand really tactical about everything he does and then on the other hand he's like a collector too so this is just kind of another example of throwing like another like, yeah, he makes, like, human zombies, too. Well, right? yeah, he didn't watch the first one, though, and he was more of just, like, a guy in a house setting traps, no no implication of him medically experimenting on people No special whatsoever. skills, either. No Batman skills. Yeah. And it's only been a few Just kind weeks. of a weirdo with a mask. Yeah. Yeah, Josh just really isn't used to his classic pranks from the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> It was more of a fun romp last time, and this time it's much more serious. <laughs> yeah. The pin in the ear. I mean, the pin in the ear is so good. Pin in the ear and also somebody getting caught in, like, five bear traps. The hijinks was... Oh, that was definitely Mikey's favorite part. It was, the, it was a little more laughing yeah. the bear first traps. time. And then we get the tease of the bear traps this time around, and no no payoff. So <sighs> I was really hoping he would get bear trapped to death in this one, but absolutely no avail. I don't know how you guys felt about this, but when the place caught on fire, I know this movie is bad. I kind of like the slow motion busting open of water tanks to save the day. Anybody else like that scene? I kind of liked it. I stood up and clapped. I stood up and clapped for it. Corey, you didn't like it? That was fantastic. (laughs) So awful. It looked like shit, man. Like, yeah. (laughs) But the thing is, I've been so conditioned of it being so bad. You're like... You know, I see slow motion. I hear some okay music. Let's just let's get behind it. You know, she's saving the day. <laughs> the heroic music beat—that's what you liked. Yeah, big time. Yeah. I don't usually care about this stuff that much, but like one of the few things on trivia that kind of makes me laugh is like it wouldn't just be water if it is water. It's like formaldehyde to keep the, uh, the um, which formaldehyde is like literally methanol. Which would yeah, formaldehyde. I'm looking it up right building. now. Oh See, God. that's Brett, a better actually. Movie. That's a it's a flammable gas. <laughs> like, like the best, like the better movie is, is if like she's going to bust up in those tanks and Arkin's like, no, oh. no, and she blows up the entire place. Dude, yeah, you're right. That'd be funny. You know what would have been cool in that vein too? You know when Collector is like, he's got them all trapped in the cage, and he like lights that fuse going up to those barrels. Oh my god. It's so acme. If you would have just been like, the police have me, I'm just going to blow us all up and throw the whole lighter in the barrels. I thought that might have been kind of a cool ending. Speaking of that scene, Stevie, why did Arkin not 
leverage the collector's homophobia because in the first movie that's this one weakness. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, please don't say that. The hard F word. Please don't hard say F that. I forgot about that. He calls him a pussy and everything. It's like, no, you know his weakness. Just call him gay and I'll flip out. Like it's all you need to do. <laughs> oh my like you, you call him gay, he'll look at you. You call him gay twice, he'll stop the fuse. Call he, him gay. A, call a gay, gay slur. Yeah, it's over. You call him gay a third time. You know the gay yeah, slur a third time. He'll oh. open the cage and you know, challenge you in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> It just seems weird from a continuity standpoint because I feel like they wanted to say that word there, but instead Arkin's like, "You're such a pussy." It's like, wait, no, yeah, you, but you know the secret word because of pappies like you, they probably wrote that out of the script. Oh, don't blame me for no, social pappist warriors. <laughs> no, no. Yep. no. After all this chaos and the place nearly burning down and the cops and the firemen, you know, becoming wise to where this place is at, yada, yada, yada. Bada, bada, bing. Um, Pappy, what, what's the ending of this movie like? The very end or the end of this little arc here? Take us to the end of the arc. I mean, nothing really happens. Like, the firefighters come and save the day. This is when the movie is feeling itself cinematically and it's not that great. There's a lot of slow shots of the fire. Lots of slow, lots of slow shots of the ashes. It almost looks like they're going to hold hands at one point. I'm like, why would they hold hands? That would be so bad. It's a very strange shot, but I'm a wife, dude. Um, I, we get Shooter McGavin shows back up in his Mercedes, I think at one point and she's like father. And then like they embrace and it's like, it feels like the end of the movie, but you look at your watch, it's been like 60 minutes, and you're like, there's no way this is where it can end. Right? I thought, like, the collector mask was going to fall out of Shooter McGavin's pocket or something. Yeah. Now, it's good that they didn't do that, because it would have been yes. stupid and predictable. But, I mean, I wouldn't put it past this movie for being stupid Never and predictable. Never underestimate the collector. Never <laughs> underestimate a collector movie. But it's almost more stupid and unpredictable. The whole, like, Coda thing at the end... It feels so tacked on, like, fuck, we only have 70 minutes of movie. We got to do something <laughs> at the Good end. Point. And it also feels like this was an alternate ending, right? Like, you have the DVD, and if they knew this movie was, like, going to be a success or whatever, they wouldn't kill off the collector here, I would presume. And, Stevie, you've done some research on the collector. This is our last time talking about the collector <sighs> franchise. Was it setting up that Arkin's going to be the next collector? Like, is that what they had in mind for the next movie? There is an IMDb on it. There is, but tragically, in April we got the news there would be no collected with a three. You know the story behind that, right? Like, there's some like shenanigans behind the scenes. There's some deep shenanigans. So they started filming right when the pandemic like was starting, like when everything got shut down. They got eight days in the shooting, and their producers like literally stopped getting a hold of them. Like, hmm. you know, no email, wow. no call, no text messages, no nothing. People are supposed to be fronting this movie. You know, they only shot eight days and they had to literally stop shooting. And when they came back to where they were shooting, all the props, like everything, all the sets were stolen. Stolen. Yep. Everything was bare. Wow. And so, you know, you really can't make a movie out of eight days of shooting. And, you know, what actor, actresses want to come back to be like, you know, last time I came to work on this. You know, I don't even know if these people even got paid, let alone they only got to work for eight days. So, yeah, I think that's this is the last hurrah for 
our friend the collector. Unless our spoilers fans band together and raise a couple mil. Mm. Fuck our Patreon, you guys. Let's get that collected Patreon going. <laughs> I paid $4 for this movie today. Terrible. Josh, it's on HBO. I, our Patreon is now a GoFundMe for the collected. Let's make this shit Let's happen. make it happen. Literally, everybody Stevie, out here, tell everybody you know... We will put all of our resources, if we make enough money, towards the collected and getting it off the ground. We <laughs> promise. Legal disclaimer, no. that is not true. That is a total lie. I just want to put out there, there's a French movie called The Collector from 1967. that It's got nothing to do with this, but I think we could just as easily throw it in the mix and kind of maybe make up some headcanon, <laughs> how they collect, connect sort of stuff. <sighs> I'm down to fear down. Why such long breaks in between movies? Like getting this that was funding, 2012 man. or something. Getting that funding. Because the movies are terrible, and he has to lie to people and convince <laughs> them that he's going to make a good one. I know, one. but like after this, it was like seven years or something. He, Stevie said pandemic, I would assume 2019. That's like seven years. I didn't even hear about this movie back then. How could you start it up again seven years later? It's crazy. It's that spoilers bump. We, we brought life to the franchise. Big time. The pandemic took it away. That code is really stupid, though, right? Like, it feels so... It doesn't even look like the rest of the movie. Like, it, it, the lighting and everything's just so off. And the fact that the collector is just some trust fund baby, right? Is that what we're led to believe from His that? father well, owns I mean, a museum. Yeah, I don't know about... Those people aren't, like, super rich or anything. But he's capable of speaking normally. And, like, yeah, the whole yeah. franchise is just <laughs> grunting and howling and stuff that's because he's a different man with the mask on Mm. and the guy who's going to be the collector in the third movie is still yet another different actor so (sighs) even more athletic even more stunts he's even blonder that's for sure what also really bothered me about this movie there's so many things bothered me about this movie is the fact that if arkin was with our friend the collector for two weeks (laughs) at least take something from him Take an eye, take his tongue, take his a leg. His arm breaks. I his know, arm's broken. I know, but that's in the movie, though. Like, while he's with the collector, take an eye, put an eye patch on him, make him look like fucking Snake Plissken, and then go into that abandoned hotel. I would dig that. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But, Josh, how do you think the third movie would have gone? What's your story for the third movie? I think, actually, one of the strengths of this movie really is that Arkin kind of snaps... And he doesn't want just justice to kill the collector. He wants to put him in a box and torture him and shit. <laughs> and I think in instance, he turns into the collector, right? So I do think that next movie is a, if I'm guessing, it's an Arkin is the <gasps> new collector. He thinks he's doing good, but really is doing bad. And he's got a lot of like lock box handyman type of booby traps because <laughs> he's like the thief the guy. plumbing explodes in your face like i think i know what the collective would have been i really do this makes so much sense what you got what if the collector is multiple people like it's not just one collector it's like 10 fucking people doing this shit the collectors the collectors and then arkin becomes a collector of collectors like that's yeah. his like that's like his superhero is going to stop the collectors. 
Are they like the Illuminati, like a secret, like Mason group of like serial killers or something? I mean, maybe one's a club owner and one's a bug guy. One happens to be a club owner is also a bug guy. Do they all have to tighten their face mask and show how their mm-hmm. neck skin? Why does he? Ha- why does he have a mouth? Why does he have a mouth? Like, uh, out of all the things to like put in that mask, why cut a hole open for the mouth? I'll never understand it. Because this is also, it doubles as a sex mask. Okay, let's be real. (laughs) That spot right below the hairline on the back of your neck where it just like pinches his fat together (laughs) and you can see it. I fucking hate that so much. Why does it have to be so tight? Why is it so weird? You don't want it flopping around when you're collecting. Come on. Yeah, I mean, this is... I want the circulation in my brain. (laughs) If this movie is good, he gets stabbed right there at some point. I mean, Brett, if you're a football player, you want your helmet to be nice and fastened, right? Yeah, I guess. Same with collecting, man. Pressing my s- skull. Same with collecting, you know? You just got to have that nice and snug. <laughs> is, and that, is that in the collector's rules? I'm telling you, there's got to be 10 or 11 of these guys, and they're a network. Brett, what do you think of this guy's... He's obviously a gun guy, and he busts open through a door and misses every shot. What do you think <laughs> What do you think is going through? He hits his people? dog plenty of times. Yeah, he kills his dog very well. Nails it. I don't I, know. I don't know what his deal is. I. He should have just stuck with the knives. He's apparently really good at that. I wish he just stuck with the pranks. Like, early on, there's a bunch yeah. of pranks, and then, like, it doesn't really come about again until the end. Yeah, the hijinks go away. Yeah, he kind of gets tired of it or, like, fed up with them, and he's like, fuck it, I'm just gonna use a gun and my dogs, and doesn't even, he fucks that up, too. Like, he's, Which I don't know, again, it's like he's worse with a gun, somehow. Going back to our first episode on this, like, they don't know what lane to keep that guy in. Like, he's all over the place. Yeah. Like, someone who does that, I don't think would be a guy who walks around and knife fights people and he's always got contingency plans of booby traps and he's, you know, be like, the phone will ring and be like, oh, it's for you. And then there'll be like a pin in that phone to go into your brain. I mean, I don't know. Classic collector. That's Stevie's theory, though. It's it's the collectors. The collectors. It's why there's no consistency. Oh, they all have different styles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is a tactical collector. This is interesting. Yeah, this is Mm. tactical collector. Uh, Seal Team 6 collector. Mm. Stevie, do you like how there's like a hallway of doors and and Arkin's trying all the doors, but just one of them has a knife for a knife (laughs) or something? (laughs) That's a classic prank. That's a good one. Given Uh, everything Arkin knows about the collector to try random doors in his domicile? Yeah, that's pretty bold. You're pretty a fucking bold. idiot. Why? No. Everything's going to be pranked in this house. It sticks out at least two feet and he just grabs it with his full hand. Just slices his hand with a fucking knife. Also, what <sighs> really... First of all, there's some like ninjas in this movie. Like the girl where you know she's trying to get away from the collector and she gets up above the pipes was insane. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I mean, that's some Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan type stuff right there. And then why did she start moving? <sighs> like, wait for him to leave. Yeah, He's not going to look up there. I am... I'm, the only thing I can imagine is in the script, maybe, or the shooting script, maybe those pipes were supposed to appear hot at a certain point, and they just never added anything to it because they ran out of money. Um, that's the only thing I can think of why she would start moving. You don't need money to, to like, go, ah, 
like lift your hand up when the pipe gets hot. But you know that, that's a that's an expensive sound effect, Brad. It's like that's the only thing I can imagine. <laughs> Got a guy off screen. Yeah. Can I ask a, a question to Corey? Because I feel like it's closer to this kind of stuff, Corey. Um, rank these female characters: Ripley, Sarah Connor, Elena. <laughs> Elena is number one. Let's go. Easily. <laughs> no, she's a badass. She's a badass. She has short hair, so she's a badass. Clearly. No, I, I don't like Elena. She's she's not up there with them. I don't think. I mean, Sarah Connor is like long time been my favorite. That might be because I saw Terminators before I saw Aliens. Same, but yeah, I mean, she's. I mean, she's kind of the damsel of distress in a lot of ways in this movie. Arkin's our guy. And then you got stupid name fucking, what's his name? Like, Lucenzo? Lucello. Lucello. He has the classic action hero arc. She does get kidnapped multiple times in this hotel, like, at various different points in the movie. She is kind of useless. Right. I mean, she's captured, so that's the whole point. They go in, they rescue her. She's captured again. At the very end, she's, like, knocked out. I mean, whatever. I imagine they were going to, like, amp up her role in the next one. But in this one, she's she's not doing much, you know. I will say this. Uh, I was thinking about that, like, knife doorknob situation. And, like, <laughs> I could never be a collector. I'd be, like, fucking up on my own traps all the time, especially mm-hmm. with that mask on. Like, I'm way too clumsy for that. There's, like, shit everywhere in this place like there's trip wires at every fucking door you see that would have been better if there's multiple collectors <laughs> you could have had like arkin like opening a door and have like another collector hanging against the wall with like a giant spear through him <laughs> like one of the collectors forgot where one of the booby traps was and he's, he's just dead he woke up at four in the morning to take a leak and got Funk. pranked himself <laughs> yeah, yeah imagine you're all groggy i mean one of the rooms just has like razor blades on like fishing line like String. hanging from the ceiling yeah. just like classic prank like they don't even touch anybody they're just there for effect you know cory cory brings up good points here with the mask on your periffs very limited yeah. mm. you got nothing you're like a horse with those blinders on yeah is this movie a take on like modern art with like those fishnets no, with the razor not. blades no <laughs> absolutely like, not no it's a commentary <laughs> no i think it's just a commentary how you shouldn't disobey your father <laughs> yeah what could be more terrifying than a fishnet full of razor blades that could be so easily cut down <laughs> with possibly the razor blades in the fishnet? <laughs> the whole conceit of getting the people to this ho- abandoned hotel is also really fucking stupid. I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but like the guy Lucello. He says, I have assembled a team, right? And we talked about this team he assembles. They're just like regular working stiffs, right? Terrible. They're working 50-hour jobs. Are these, they just these regular are mercenaries. people? Yeah, these, these, guys, yeah they're, these are just regular folks. They're not great. I mean, in the context of... Uh, Paz, you know, I believed, worked like in probably engineering at some firm. That's the only thing I can think of. She knows how to scream. <laughs> Go ahead, Corey. Well, I was just saying, like, with Arkin, he says, okay, I hope you get there. And then I'm out, right? So they get there. He opens the door. He's like, all right, you guys can go in. And they point a gun to his head. They're like, no, you go in. And then they start making fun of him. They're like, huh, ladies first. All right, so then he's in, he's in there with them. They get attacked, and he goes, he walked us into this. Then they start giving him <laughs> yeah. shit. It's just like, god damn, I feel bad for this guy. Like, he has had a rough fucking two days. 
Brett's talked before about drawing a line if something bad is happening to you. Brett, do you just re- if you're Arkin, do you just get killed by these guns here at the doorway, or do you go in? Yeah, there? no, I'm not going in there. Make them shoot you. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, man. I mean, take. I mean, I guess your odds of survival if you stay is two percent, but if you go in, it's like one percent plus. Do you really want to be kidnapped there again? I mean, death is better than being what those guys have. But yeah, you get to a certain point where it's like, you think these are good guys. You know that's a bad guy. I'm taking my... I didn't even think about that, Josh. I'm taking my chances with these guys. F you. I'm going home. This is my bus stop. Yeah, dude. Why is Lucello's gang of thugs like such a... I mean... Elena seems like a nice person. The dad doesn't seem like he's a scumbag mafia weirdo or whatever, but Lucello's strong-arming and threatening to kill the man who has just escaped from the collector. Very rude, Lucello. <laughs> then he cuts he cuts a dog's head off, too, so come on. I mean, I thought about that, too. Like, if you're Arkin, who had just spent two weeks in the most terrifying place like imaginable, and you've just had to literally get you know, jump out of a window to survive again after a giant massacre at a club. Okay, that looked fun, though. Let's take it easy. That looked like a lot of fun <laughs> flying through the air. <laughs> Human <Get> shield. Down! <laughs> yeah, absolutely no repercussions if you land on a dead body, so. <laughs> Zero. There's a couple of Fast and Furious moments in this movie. That's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Another one is when the giant meat grinder uh, kicks into action. It kind of, like, goes through the mechanics in a shitty cgi way like moving through each gear real fast going down the metal pipes uh that's very like early fast and furious movies when you hit the nos we got to see it in action you know that cgi killed the budget that was very extensive cgi for like 10 seconds see i feel like this movie knew what it was doing it was trying to go fast five from the fast and furious like it's going over the top in every possible sense like other than the exploding dogs or like killing the cat from the first one like this movie is so much more ridiculous in every possible way yeah very much so. i mean it looked it looked a little better than the first one but i'm not i don't know it's just the guns it's just once he starts shooting people it's like not as fun it's like anybody can have yeah. a gun the, the traps were what made it fun yeah there's no hijinks no you know just no tomfoolery. <laughs> no tomfoolery, no hijinks, no pranks. And if he really wanted him dead, he would have just like tossed a grenade in that room when he has the gun or whatever the first time. I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of this collector's methods. Kind of preferred the first collector. Um, but before we go into yes or no's, any final thoughts? I got a couple, but it's I don't have to go first. Hit it, Brett. You got it. I him. have a question for you, Brett. Go for it. In the last pod, the collector... And I assume everyone that listens to this just listened to that pod. Yep. But you said that you can't watch the movie Swingers, and then that was just <laughs> left as a hanging chad, and I really wanted to know why. I think they talked to me about it later. Uh, no, it's it's just that, that one scene with the voicemail is just so frustrating and so awkward. Uh, but I, I'm sure I could watch it at some point. Yeah, I, I, I listened to that pod today, and I was like, Oh, I forgot that I said that. I don't know. That's what it is. It just add that to your phobias: spiders, voice the Mariana Trench, voicemails from swingers. Well, I mean, it's more well, just—it's just awkward. It's not really a phobia. It's just brutally awkward and annoying. Like that's not. I don't know. Yeah, that's what that was. 
Fair enough. Okay, so my uh, I got two questions basically. The first one: Are we gonna say this is probably the worst spoilers bags we've ever seen? Yes. Which bags specifically? The bags of the torn apart woman in the formaldehyde. That's multiple people that they focus <laughs> on a few times. Yeah, you're gonna have to be more specific because there's lots of bags. <laughs> okay, so are they all? Aren't they all the worst? I don't like to judge bags. I don't so mean good. I don't mean like worse like I just like it's an awful thing to look at. Nobody like, else got the bad le- like least least sexy. <laughs> yes, that's what I meant. Like breasts. I mean they weren't seen. real. Obviously they weren't real, but <laughs> Okay. So and the second thing, I've never had a cast. I'm pretty sure when you have a cast on, your arm's no longer broken, right? Because when he huh? climbs up that rope Really quickly with a broken wrist. That just doesn't make sense. But then again, the whole breaking his arm later and putting it back in, and then he's using it to fight, and (laughs) then he gets stabbed in the face, and that just closes up (laughs) real quick. I love how he repairs himself. Just snap it back. It's not broken anymore. (laughs) Healed. That's all I got. That's all the notes I took. Hearing aid on bear trap. As the last one, but we <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> Hell of a bounce. Yeah, plus, like, that's not how bear traps work, or else, like, acorns would be dropping on those things, and they're just going to go off. Plus, they need to have a little tension so, you know, a bear's foot can be on it, but ah, whatever. yes, the old acorn trap. Yes. <laughs> the old acorn prank. Uh, anybody else? No. Okay, uh, let's go from Weesis to Isis this time and give us your yes or no's. Oh, so I'm going first. This is Corey. You're going first. Okay. This movie has things that are okay, has things that are bad, it has things that are good, and it has things that are so bad, they're good. (laughs) So I'm going to give some examples, okay? So something that is okay in this movie, for example... Do you remember that blonde girl? She was like the doll girl. Her name was Abby. Her Mm -hmm. death, for example, right? So she gets killed in a very unique way. And that way is like this box of spikes, like clamps around her (laughs) and her head's kind of like poking out of it and a bunch of blood gushes out. The movie thinks that is really cool, right? They really hang on that. I don't think it's that cool. It's okay, right? The Jesus character, the woman nailed to the wall, I think that looked pretty good. It was okay. Um, some examples of that things that are bad all the flashbacks in this movie are bad right the way the nightclub is framed is bad it's <laughs> it's awful I said earlier it's like a Fast and the Furious race it's, it's like a worse version of that there's like women there's like porn stars in here like just busting out their titties and filling them up for no reason it's stupid that's bad alright so bad it's good that meat grinder that comes down and kills all those fucking people mm-hmm. in the nightclub, that's mm-hmm. a perfect example of something that's so bad it's good in this movie. Or some of the other elaborate kills, like the spikes coming down and taking out one of the would-be mercenaries straight through like the head and arm. And uh, in terms of good things, I did mention that I like how Arkin shoots that civilian. It's kind of a unique idea um, in the context of the story. There's a moment where they're stuck in a cage and Arkin like just loses it 
and is yelling at the collector. He's like, hey, get the fuck in here. Let's go, me and you, right now. His acting in that moment, I think, was pretty good. I liked his reaction. There's a couple other things. I mean, I like the way the zombie people looked. Not necessarily the conceit of them existing in the movie, but when they did present them, I think they looked really cool. They had, like, these, like, fucking plates, or, I don't know, maybe it's, like, petrified flesh stapled <laughs> to their face. And then we got all those, like, body parts that are, like, in the uh, tanks. I think some of those are, like, really House of a Thousand corpses E, and that's pretty cool. So I think, for me, this movie was a really fucking wild ride. I did not expect to like anything in it, and there were things I liked. Some just because they're good, and some because they're so bad they're good. <sighs> so with that, I'm going to give it a soft yes. Let's go! <laughs> wow. I was... Corey, did you think it was funny? Yeah, there were times that were funny. Namely, the so bad they're good moments, right? Which a lot of them are like the really stupid deaths. But I did you laugh watch at the those first moments. One, then. Uh, when that guy got his ear or tongue cut out, Joss, the part that you really hated, really funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just find that kind of violence like funny. That's just my weird natural reaction. Like how you have that cringe reaction. I don't know. Maybe it's like a nervous thing. Because it does kind of gross me out, but it's also funny. But anyway, soft yes for me. Let's go. Josh from Goshen, and somehow I'm the second most weestest, I guess, these days. But if like a buddy was asking me if I'd seen the collection or if I'd recommend it, I would just say that shit sucks. But today I was listening to uh, WTF Mark Marin. He replayed his old episode of interviewing norm mcdonald and norm mcdonald told the story about how he was like so shy he was crippled as a kid like whenever he would go to the store to like buy a snickers bar he'd have to like pace the grocery store multiple times to get up the courage to even like check out to face someone and pay and one day he was at his house and this like random stranger blind man showed up and after talking for a while, his dad, Norm MacDonald's dad, said, hey, you have to take this blind man to the grocery store. So <laughs> Norm MacDonald's like, what? I'm all fucking shy and shit. Plus, I have to take this fucking blind guy over there. So he takes a blind guy over there and the blind guy is like, hey, describe everything that you see. And he was just like so insistent with the describing and something in like norm mcdonald almost like broke and he like just was able to describe everything super well and super like in a way to connect to this man and they started making each other laugh and he reached this like hysterical peak and he at one point he like couldn't stop laughing at just like life and like everything that was happening and he kind of like got stuck in that phase for like the rest of his <laughs> life and i just thought that was by far the best media I had taken in f for the day, like a <laughs> four minute story from Norm Macdonald. And I'm going to start a new category for the collection. I'm going to give it a sincere. No. Oh, a sincere. No, seriously. You know, elaborate. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Sincere what's a sincere? No? no, I just hate this shit. Next. Uh, that was a long way to get to a small what place. The, All right. What did Norm have to do with any of that? Yeah. Josh is trying to tell a Norm joke. No. In the next few days, you guys, it'll hit you what I, I was talking about. I know about. what you mean. 
I'm not going to remember this from 30 minutes from now. (laughs) Well, maybe you should listen to our podcast sometimes. That's not going to (laughs) happen. No, not anytime soon. Uh, Am I next? Sure. Um, It's a... Hmm. It's a no, I would say. Just, it's... Like, Pap has been saying throughout the whole night that it's tonally a, a very different movie i think pap likes it though which is <laughs> I, I don't know I, not as much pranks and i thought we all agreed that the pranks were the cool part uh but i just uh as soon as he starts whipping the gun out it's just not as fun or funny and i don't know you, that, that's like uh, there's like 30 minutes left of the movie and that's what that's prime pranking hours for me like you could really get <laughs> weird with the pranks right there and uh, it's kind of just like guns and fire and fist fights and knives, so it's not as fun for me. And I just didn't think overall it was as fun, uh, as funny, or as like entertaining as the first one. So it's a no. Uh, but watch the first one. Kind of uh, upset they're not going to make a third one because I feel like we are right, and that there are just like a bunch of different collectors. It's a collective of collectors. I believe oh. now is my head cannon because yeah, because like it's. I don't know. It's just, why would he stop doing pranks? I feel like they lean so hard in the first movie with that and then to switch. I feel like, oh, well, if you just make it a different guy, maybe it'll make more sense, but it's a no for me. Um, This is Pappy. I'm going to give it a soft yes. Uh, oh. This is in so bad it's good territory for me i this is the funniest movie i've seen since clifford for this podcast uh i laughed hysterically so many times probably the most at when the collector uses his his sandbag prank to lift up in the air like (laughs) just like the more you think about it the more ridiculous it gets and i guess this is the worst franchise of movies i've ever seen in my entire life like by far like without question the first one thought it was a good movie right to the extent where it had like thought out cinematography and it wanted to be a saw movie this is just a fucking shit show and i fucking love being in this shit show i have no idea what the logic are what the logic is or what the rules are in this movie it's just absolutely absurd and i think it's hilarious so it's very soft yes for a so bad it's a good movie but man these movies suck dick don't yeah. watch this <laughs> Brett. Man, I mean, I, I'm not going to, just to get it out of the way, Josh, I don't want you to freak out. I'm going to give this a soft no, but Whew. like, I've heard a lot of really good things uh, that, I mean, I, again, I know it made some people uncomfortable, but that mowing down of the, using a lawnmower prank in the, club scene and then that dj just hilarious beat, just spinning beats just <laughs> just playing that house music and then you know all of a sudden her guts are all over the place and again i don't like gore um you know if i if i like my my porn to be not torture um personally but <laughs> you know i'm with pappy like pappy's got a there were some funny parts i mean i like literally laughed out loud when that dj died um, I don't know why I thought I related to that so funny. I think maybe Corey said something extra funny, like the music doesn't stop until you know her her equipment gets destroyed. But as long as she's still spinning, you know the music's still going. But 
Yeah, it's it's a it's a crap show, but uh, it's I don't rate movies the same way as Pappy. If I did, I probably would be giving it a soft yes, but it's a soft no. Uh, I did enjoy this probably more than the first one. Well, God, I love the. See, I think we're equating that thing with It's Pat again, where we watched It's Pat. We all know It's Pat was awful, but like we talked about it like it was right, amazing. You can give it a yes if you want. No, 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 no. I'm all right. Hey, I, no. It's, it's, it's no Jack and Jill, okay? Um, it's okay. I'm going to give it a soft note, but I'm saying like I feel like we remember the collector as being better just because we had so much fun talking about it. Um, I do love the pranks. Mikey's got a point, though. That That's something that we lost. Early on, you're thinking, oh, man, there's going to be some amazing pranks in this. But it just kind of go away from it. And I think it lost its heart. Um, heart, whatever. Black heart. <laughs> um, but I'm going to give a soft no. And just for just to add on to Josh's thing real quick, just totally random. If you're looking for something funny, there's like a five-minute uh, – Norm Macdonald's moth joke on Conan O'Brien. It's one of the best jokes you'll ever hear. The delivery is incredible. Check it out. Spooky spoilers question to you, Brett. What would you rather watch on a Friday night? Evil Dead 2 or The Collector? Or The Collection? Or whatever the fuck this is called. Collector 2. Ugh. I mean... Probably... Dude, you're going to be so mad. Probably The Collected. I mean, The Collector movies. It's only 80 minutes. Because at least Not, those yeah. are funny. <laughs> at least those are funny. Kills me. <sighs> Is it my turn? Yeah, I'm done. Oh boy. Uh, what to do? What to do with this movie? Um, this movie starts insane and never stops. This movie is absolutely insane. Like you guys said, I really miss the Kevin McAllister hijinks and pranks that we got in the first one. Not a whole lot of that in the second one, but the ones we did get were pretty hilarious. Um, I especially like the. Uh, box death like Corey was talking about I don't know why I laughed when I saw that it's just so ridiculous especially with the fact that the box closed perfectly for that girl's height uh, just enough <laughs> to see her head I thought was hysterically funny uh, the lawnmower <laughs> prank that we got in the club is just one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in a movie um, and also I don't know why but in my brain the way my movie brain worked I thought when Arkin shot the homeless guy that the other homeless guy would be hip to where it came from and start charging the building to get in to like defend like <laughs> his homeless friend's honor. <laughs> and I Step thought, on a booby trap immediately. Well, no, I thought that the homeless guy would be the one to save the day. Like, you know, yeah. like the collector is just about to win and the homeless guy's like, you shot Bill, you son of a bitch. And he just kills the collector. <laughs> I thought that would have been... Some of the funniest shit in the world. But, like Pap said, this movie ventures on a lot of it's so bad it's good. And for that reason, I'm going to give it a soft yes. I I love talking about these movies. I don't know why. I know there's only two. There's probably only ever going to be two. But I wouldn't recommend this movie to anybody. No. Um, It's not worth your time, you know, to watch this movie. But just to experience it. The fact, you know, it gives me hope that I can make a movie one day and that one day, you know, six (laughs) friends can come together and talk about how bad that movie is. That's really cool. Like, you know, we're going to knock this movie how bad it is, but to the writer and, you know, directors of these movies, good on you for trying shit. 
Like, I know you wanted to be a Saw prequel. It's not even good as far as that goes. But goddamn, I love talking about these movies with you guys. So soft, yes. This pod is now longer than the 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 movie. I know. Oh, yeah. Y'all ready for some trivia? Yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> Christ, I didn't even look at. It. Do you guys know what the order is? I can get it in two seconds. Please, uh, that would be awesome. I can get it in one second. Stall, stall. Whoa. What is it, Brett? Oh, I'm just kidding. I was just playing name that tune. Oh man. Corey. Oh wait. Corey uh, traded his pick, but one trivia, so he is the most recent, followed by me with The Ring, Mikey with Thief, Josh with Inglorious Bastards, Brett with Three Ninjas, and that's it. Jordan with Stigmata, but he's not on this podcast. Okay, so you want Corey, Pappy, Mikey, Josh, then Brett? Correct. So Brett would go first, right? In that order? Who gets the advantage? First or last? Um, I would say last gets the advantage. Then Corey would go first. Okay. Okay. Corey, S- Pappy, Mikey, Josh, Brett. So I was going to do poor Stevie Ma- messed that up on the f- collector pod too. You know, that's just good. That's just good continuation. I'm just a man, Josh. I'm. I'm not. You know, I'm just a man. Just a prank. I'm just a. I'm just a prankster. <laughs> It's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank, bro. So we are going to – this is going to be pretty simple. I have a ton of these. But um, since this movie, you know, we first one we call was The Collector. Second one's called The Collection. We're going to do something that's really hot right now, which is um, NFL trading cards. They're at an all-time high of what they're selling for. So mm. I'm going to give you a card and an arbitrary price. And you have to tell me if that price is higher or lower than what you think it is. Oh, man. That mm. work? Uh, what what brand of cards are we talking about? Uh, tops. There's tons of different ones, but Tops, SP, Fleer. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's, I mean, I got the top 31 of all time. Pokemon, yu These are all professional NFL, and yes, there are multiple of one player. You can guess who that is, but... Uh, if you miss one, you're out. Uh, last one standing. Whoa. Yep, miss one, you're gone. Last one standing, good to go. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so first we'd be going Corey. Okay, Corey. I'm going to give you the Walter Payton 1976. It's his rookie card. Tops graded 10 card. Uh, the price mm. I'm giving you... Oh, it's two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars higher oh, or lower? God. I think lower. That is correct. His rookie card came in at came in at one hundred and twenty four thousand dollars. Uh, one hundred and twenty four two hundred and thirty dollars. One hundred twenty four grand for a card. Jesus Christ. Okay, Pappy, you ready? Yep. Card, I'm giving you. Drum roll, please. Ooh, a goodie. I'm going to give you the Jim Thorpe 1933 Sports Kings grade number nine. Price I'm giving you for that is $175,000, higher or lower. What was the Walter Payton price? Walter Payton price was 124. You said 133 for this? Is that what I said? 
170 something. Yeah, I thought I said 170 something. I'll go lower then. Lower. That is correct. That came in at $138,000. Pat playing mind games. I know he is. Mikey. Mm -hmm. Here we go. I'm going to give you the Patrick Mahomes 2017 Flawless NFL Shield Auto. Uh, let's see. This is some weird numbers here, but it's a grade 10. Mm. And it is autographed. Price I'm giving you for that is $305,000. Higher or lower? Mm, I mean, he only has one Super Bowl. Come on, 300000 already? That seems crazy. It's got to be lower. Sorry, Mikey, that is incorrect. That's stupid what? that that costs more than a freaking Jim Thorpe wow. card from the 30s. That came in at a grand total that sold for $312,000. Freaking Jim It's autographed, Zers. though. It's autographed. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Who is next? That looks Josh? like Chorsh. All right, Josh. I'm giving you the Jim Brown 1958 Tops Grade 9. Price Freshman. I'm giving you, oh, Bubba. Price I'm giving you is $415,000. I'm going under, Bob. That's We haven't had any number that high. No way. That is. Cr- I love Jim Brown. That is correct. That sold for $358,500. Quentin Tarantino brings up Jim Brown in like almost any interview. Just watch for it. Because Quentin Tarantino rented an NFL Films VHS back in the 90s. That's his only like point of one reference. one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jim Brown was in a lot of movies, actually. But Yeah, he retired to be an actor and because his knees were jacked up. I always thought those movies sucked, but then Quentin Tarantino talks about them all the time. It's weird. I'm going to get you suck. It's pretty funny. It's amazing. The Running Man is good. <laughs> yeah. We should do that movie on spoilers, please. Brett, you ready? Yeah. I'm going to give you the Patrick Mahomes 2 2018 National Treasure Rookie Patch Autograph Card, Grade 9. Price I'm giving you $725,000. Higher (sighs) or lower? I feel like you're trying to trick me. Uh, I will go higher. That is correct. That sold for $840,000. What the hell? No way. It's Gen Zers, man. They love Patty Mahomes. Are these at least holographic or something? Like, what do these look like? <laughs> They're pretty cool. Not going to lie. Is it just a, a headshot of Patrick Mahomes? Because that's really boring. Uh, no, it's uh, it has like a patch of his jersey. It has him holding the ball. It's an autograph. And, I mean, it's a pretty cool card. <sighs> Back to the top. Yep. It's a pretty cool piece of cardboard. That's, hey, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's worth more than my life, personally, but yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's worth more than all the money I'll ever make in my entire life combined. <laughs> all right, Corey, you ready? Yep. I'm going to give you the Tom Brady 2000 yes. Playoff Contenders number 144 championship ticket autograph card. This is a grade. Let's, uh, let's see. This is a grade 10. The GOAT. The goat. The price I'm giving you right now. Holy ba Jesus. Uh, this is. Okay, yep, got it right here. 
Price I'm giving you is $925,000. Higher or lower? Lower. That is correct. That sold for $510,000. Guess Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT, huh? See, that seems like a steal. Doesn't that seem like a steal? Seems like a good deal. I was going to guess $1.2 million, to be honest with you. Sounds like a good investment for our What did the Mahomes one go to? What's the highest number we've heard so far? You got to think about it, Josh. Okay, who's up next? Pappy. I mean, <laughs> gotta think about it. What, what do you mean? Think about Listen, the future. Take some notes. Okay. Um, Pappy, I'm giving you Jeez. the Tom Brady 2000 yep. Authentic 1250 card. I believe 2000 was his rookie card, too. This is a grade 10. The price I'm giving you. Is five hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars higher or lower? You said it was authentic. Yep. His rookie card. <laughs> yep. Higher. That is incorrect. Ah, God! That sold for a grand total of three hundred and twelve thousand dollars. Who was it? Tom Brady, rookie mm. card. That was a water-based Tom Brady rookie card, <laughs> not a fire-based Tom Brady rookie card. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who's next? Team Rocket. Uh, <laughs> Josh. Back to Josh. Yeah. Okay. Josh, I'm giving you the Bart Star sure. 1957 Tops, Grade Nine, with a piece of his leather helmet. <laughs> He did not wear leather helmet. He's pretty close. You're right. He wore no helmet. He wore no helmet. Uh, Josh, the price I'm With giving you... With a piece you, of his broken skull on the card. price I'm giving you, Josh, is $94,000. Higher or lower? What was this graded as? 9 out of 10, Bart Star. Dude, that is... Uh... We haven't touched any Packers stuff yet, and I feel like their stuff might be a little inflated, so I'll just say higher. That is correct. That sold for $288,000. Yeah, better be. Won five NFL championships. He's no Patrick Mahomes, but yeah, sure. (laughs) Okay. Brett, you ready? Yeah. I'm going to give you (laughs) the Joe Namath 1965 Tops. Grade nine. You're pretty. Exactly. Price I'm giving you for this, $315,000. Higher or lower? What's the grade? Nine. I'm going to go with lower. That is correct. That sold for $264,000. Oh, my God. Just covered in Joe Namus leg hair. <laughs> Just stringy, curly brown hair all over that card okay here we go uh cory yep is everyone in no no Pappy no. And Mikey are out. no yeah i know okay cory i'm giving you the patrick mahomes 2 2017 national treasure rookie patch autograph card grade nine price i'm giving you for this is five hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars. higher or lower Lower. That is correct. That sold for $236,000. Dang it. <sighs> Corey's on fire. So, Josh? He's just screaming out lower. <laughs> <laughs> 50-50. Hey, it's a 50-50 it game, confidence. man. It's true. 
Red. Black. Okay. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Josh, I'm giving you the Tom Brady 2000 Bowman Chrome Refactor card. Graded at a 9.5 out of 10. <sighs> Retail price, I'm giving this for you. Whew. $234,000. Higher or lower? Higher. Josh, that is incorrect. That sold for $233,700. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Then there were two. And then there were two. Uh, Brett, are you ready? Yeah. I'm giving you the Aaron Rodgers. 2005 authentic $9,000,000 shield patch (laughs) graded 9.5 out of 10 autographed retail price I'm giving you is $405,000 higher or lower Uh, I feel like I might be getting tricked so I will say even though it's wrong I would say lower that is correct. That sold for $229,200. Mistake. You're a true fan after all. <laughs> yep. Okay. Good lord. Okay, Corey, I'm giving you, and believe me, this isn't on purpose. We're just doing it anyway. I'm giving you the Patrick Mahomes 2 2017 Rookie patch autograph card graded 9.5 out of 10. It's also emerald. Retail price I'm giving you is $149,000. Higher or lower? Lower. That is incorrect. That sold for $182,500. Oh, so that doesn't work every time. Shit. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) You guys want to know what the number one card was? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Bubba. The Tom Brady... 2000 playoff contenders number 144 ticket autograph graded 10 out of 10 <gasps> sold for three million one hundred and seven thousand dollars uh, 107 132 dollars worth every penny will never go down in value and that's jesus christ that's a million more than the second place which is pretty much the exact same card for tom brady except it's graded a Graded at 8.5. I feel like Tom Brady was in there, like, bidding that up. Yeah. <laughs> like Giselle. that scene from Uncut Gems. No problem Tom Brady people, has so. the top five cards. Then it becomes Pat- Easy. Then it becomes the Patrick Mahomes show. Tom Brady has seven out of the top ten cards. Patrick Mahomes is in three of those top tens. The most expensive Patrick Mahomes went for uh, the 840000 Where's OJ at in the list? Um, Priceless. You buy one, you get stabbed. The OJ Simpson bloody glove. <laughs> Graded 10 out of 10. Yeah, autographed okay. with a silver pen. Let's give Brett some time. It contains a confession in the biography. I know what <laughs> I'm if gonna... I did it, glove. <laughs> I know what I'm going to pick. You know what we're going to pick? We'll still go to spoiler All man. Right. Yeah, it's fine. Let's t- take it away, spoilers man. Special thank you to our patrons. Matt Troll. I will always be here. Brother Brian. Studying now. Brian bailed on me. Good. Get dressed. I'm taking you to a party. Druid King. Nevermore. Nick. I'm not a cop. The Meg. She's all I have. David. 
Sorry, dude. Nurse Stacy. Man down attracts cops. Brother Ellis. Well played. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. And we're back. Brett, what are we spoiling next week on Spooky Spoilers? Woo! All right. So since I don't really like scary movies, I'm going to keep it spooky but not scary. Woo! (laughs) I am going to pick the 1989 classic, The Burbs. Starring Tom Hanks. Is that a scary movie? It's about a satanic cult. It's a spoon. I'm interested. I like Tom Hanks. Is it about real estate? I like cults. Nobody's seen it? No. No, I've heard I of it. I haven't seen it, no. Josh, you've seen it, right? I've just heard CJ Schaefer talk about it a bunch. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's his favorite. Okay, well, it's good. I mean, I've only seen it twice, and it's been a while, so good. This will be fun. A while. Cool. Well... Um, I'm not going to kick it to Pappy to let us know it's coming down the line because Pappy, I don't think you have it in front of you, do you? It's the boobs! We'll be coming down the line. And then uh, finishing out uh, Patreon requests. So if you want to request a movie, you'll probably be at the top of the queue. Just let us know. Um, Spoiler Man. Yeah, it'll it'll, it'll be able to get hit real quick. Uh, So check out our Patreon. Uh, If you don't want to do that, keep listening to free. Keep listening for free. Any lesson's a great lesson. Uh, Thank you for listening, and that was Spoilers. All right, Brett, you ready? Yeah. That was Spooky Spoilers.